just right. let, you know, let the Lord work through it. And, you know, it's like, well, you know, I shouldn't be surprised that somebody would do this because that's a part of the human nature. Sometimes that's just what we do. And to, and, um, you know, another, another point on that too, what kind of in, in, is involved with, with this whole thing is, um, you know, what are your convictions? Um, you know, are they scriptural? Because that'll have a lot to do with um, how you relate to um, associations and, and social other groups that have gathered together and where you might rub up against them and, and where there might be some friction. Um, sure. You know, what are your convictions and are, are they scriptural? And because you might have to face a fiery furnace like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Um, I was talking about that earlier this week. Um, right. last week, you know, they, they were, they were given, you know, cause that those weren't their names that that's not what their real names were. You know, they had originally, they had godly names and, you know, they didn't, they, they were, when they were given new names, they didn't fight about it. You know, they didn't whine and moan about, you know, being called pagan names that was after the moon gods, you know, that they had in their, in the area they were, um, in captivity, and, you know, the, the, the idea is that they, the three of those guys were, were, were concerned about their holiness, you know, and they said, well, you can throw us in the furnace. And, you know, they said, you know, God can deliver us. He will deliver us. But um, even if he doesn't, he still is who he is. And they were Absolutely. strong. They were, they were strong in their convictions. And, um, you know, they, and I think as a part of as a believer, we have to accept the fact that we might be called a homophobe, a homophobe. We might be called, labeled a racist. And as believers, and I hope as a believer, I hope you're not those things, but you just, a lot, there's, I'd, I'd say there's a, a big, many handful of people that you just have to come to terms with that, that you might be called different things. And you just have to take it with a grain of salt and realize like, well, I just know that I'm not. That's right. And not and not and not make it an issue and just prove prove with your actions that what you're saying isn't true, you know, about me and a real practical, a real practical way about that illustration that where that story of Shadrach, you know, Meshach and Abednego um, is that, you know, let's say my my conviction is uh, the I'm strongly against abortion and I don't want to support anything that would be involved with that um you know and so let's say and i find out that the girl scouts of america you know supports planned parenthood and then all of a sudden they come to my door and want to sell me some cookies well i gotta have my thin mints right you know (laughs) so (laughs) I, i love their cookies and they're great but my conviction is that i know that planned parenthood is heavily involved with with helping people commit abortions and 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 that so you know a real practical sense is that you know it's it's pretty clear you know i'm not going to buy those cookies as as good as they are you know right and um you know in you know as as far as you know um so if i could jump in here just for a second sure um I am going to throw out another aspect of that, of this whole conversation. And this is, um, I'd like us to 
move the conversation to a more practical realm. So during this, this show, what I like to do is try to present practical application in easy language okay. so, that, so that the listeners walk away with a sort of idea or maybe new ideas of, of things that they can do to positively affect their lives, you know, as they live it day to day. And so um, I'd like to get your take on whether you feel like Christians should really try to dub, try to um, concentrate their efforts on spreading the gospel as a way to push back against the darkness in a way, mm-hmm. or should they turn to the whole, you know, showing their light in the secular realm as far as um, becoming an activist or going into politics? Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on both directions? Um, yeah, it's, I have a, I, I have a lot, um, a lot could be said for those things. Um, you know, as far as, you know, I know the whole should Christians concentrate on spreading the gospel in, you know, in, in, uh, politics and government, I, I have, you know, I have things to say about that, but first, you know, I would, I would say is that, you know, what's your, you know, I would ask the listener, what's, what's the calling in your life, you know, according to according to his purposes, not yours, you know? And so I, I think if the calling in, in someone's life is, is to be in government or politics, then, you know, who am I to, to disagree with God on that? You know, it's, um, but I think it's, it's, I think it's important that you're, that you're doing it in his purposes. Cause if you're just in government and politics to, for the money or the clout, you know, or the, you know, the, 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 the perks that can come with it, is you know can can drive somebody to be involved with politics and government you know it's it's probably not a good idea you know to be involved with that if that if those are your main motivations and i think that um, we would be speaking more to someone who um feels like the way to to have more um laws that are based on godly values would be to go into politics and try to write legislation yeah and that reflects the more shall we say judeo-christian um foundation Mm -hmm. um yeah um you know as far as you know being in i think there's a real need for that to be involved with with government and politics i i would i would the caution I would say to that is that unfortunately with a lot of politics and government, there's a lot of, of compromise and uh, that, that can take place with being involved with politics. Um, So it's, there's, it's a tough, it's a tough position to be in. And I, I definitely wouldn't want to be in politics or government myself just because, you know, I, I would not want to be held responsible for decisions that are being made that affect, you know, hundreds, maybe even thousands of lives. And uh, it's a tough position to be in. But if you're called to it, you know, it's, if God has made you good at that and, it, and he wants to speak through you in that in that realm, um, I would, you know, I would. Yeah, for sure. You know, we it, there's definitely a need for it. Um, 
you know, and um, as far as as far as um, I would say push as far as pushing back the darkness, um, I would say yes and no to concentrate on spreading the gospel. Um, I think yes, in the terms of saying that, you know, I think the gospel should be in everything that we do, you know, and that's our, that's our number one thing, you know, that's, um, you know, we should, we should definitely be focused on that. Like, for example, Paul, you know, he was, uh, he was a tent maker, but that's not what he was first. You know, his main, he was called to promote the gospel and to spread the good news. Tent making was just his, his, the way that he was able to travel in the way that he did and, and just enabled him to do that. And so, you know, right. the, go- the gospel definitely should be number one and, 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 and it should be in everything that we do. But as, as far as pushing back the darkness, um, I don't necessarily think that, um, it, the darkness can be pushed against in that sense is like because I mean you know how would you feel if somebody just came up and like pushed you like that just is you know it's <laughs> like that's that's rude you know and so I think we have to be careful of how we respond to things and and you know and and like um, I think instead of pushing I think a, a good spiritual judo is <laughs> is is good for that um, for example. Oh, it's a short little story about about one of an interaction that I had years some years ago um, when I was involved with the handicapped community. I was taking some clients to the Special Olympics, and we met up with this other group um, and I, total strangers didn't know him. And this lady was driving the van, and we loaded up all the clients, and we were getting on the road, and we were headed our way there. And she had a shirt on that had a cross on it in the middle of like a, a thumbprint or some kind of fingerprint. And so in my mind, that's like, okay, she's fair game. Like I can talk to her about, <laughs> you know, religion. And so I asked her, I said, Oh, so I said, I see your shirt there. You know, so do you, do you go to church around here or, or what? And she's like, Oh, well, I tried to once, but they were just dis- discriminating against me. And, and she didn't really have a very good, in her, from her experience, she said that she didn't have a really good one. And I said, Oh, you know, that's too bad. I said, so, and she said, yeah, the shirt, I just got it at a, at a yard sale. So I don't, really, you know, and <laughs> no. I, was like, I was like, I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, so, but Hey, she was still wearing the shirt. So, you know, in to me, the, the conversation was already started. So I was like free game, you know? So, so I asked her, right. I said, so I asked her and I said, so what, it, what is it that you do believe then? And she said, well, you know, I believe that you can believe what you want to believe and I can believe what I want to believe and we can both be right and we can just, you know, leave it at that. And, you know, like you can like the color blue and I don't have to like the color blue, but, you know, and that's OK. And we can just, you know, learn to get, you know, we can just leave each other alone in that sense. And so I said, oh, OK. And then I asked her and I said, so in some third world countries, in some villages, there are people groups that feel that it's okay to eat other people. Do do, do you have, do you have a preference in the matter? You know, because she was talking about you, you, you believe what you believe because it's your preference. And, Uh, and and so I asked her, I said, so do you believe it? Do you have a preference when it comes to eating people? You know, and, and she was a little taken back by that, but so it was, it was, I was using her, her logic kind of like against her in a way. It was like a judo move. 
because you know it, it's when you talk about like the color blue when you like the color blue that's a pretty superficial thing but when you when it gets when it comes to morals right you know, and and especially these days with people crying racism or, or homophobic or things like that we now live in a world where people are saying that hey you can believe in what you want but but you shouldn't believe in certain things because of what's attached to them. Um, like, uh, for example, um, speaking on the idea of passing laws and being in, involved with like Black Lives Matter or, or any people group like that. Um, back in 2007, I was in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and it was an election year. And I was, I was, representing, I was representing bioethics. Um, it was when I was on the um, the ethics committee at the at the hospital. I kind of went to the state capitol to to represent you know bioethics, and I read the bill that would that tried to um, legalize marijuana at the time, and I read some of the smaller laws that were trying to be passed with it. And what I saw is that if they were to legalize marijuana, there were things attached to it that said the possession of cocaine and heroin would be misdemeanors if, if marijuana was legalized. And so the, the point, the, that points as an illustration is that be careful what you vote for, because you might be letting other things in that you don't, that you shouldn't be a part of. Um, like for, uh, like, yeah. So like, for example, like black lives matter. Um, I, I do black lives matter. Of course they do. I think, I think, um, of you know, I I'm I'm full I'm full on for social justice when it comes to Black Lives Matter, because Black Lives Matter. But when it comes to the organization, they're very Marxist in their philosophy, and that's you know you you know Black Lives Matter sounds good when you when it comes to layman's terms, and it's a it is a good thing when when you're when you don't associate it with the organization, um, especially if things if if you're a, if if there's any type of angerness or bitterness with, with any type of group, it's just probably best to leave it alone to not become a part of it. Um, you know, and, and so um, if, and I would say in order to do that, um, you know, the third part of, of my answer for that um, is definitely whether you're in politics and you're facing you know, compromise that could, that could, you know, what's the cost? I think is another, uh, you know, you have to ask yourself, what's the cost if you're going to be in politics, you know, is there what, like Jesus says, you know, what, what, what good is it if you gain the whole world, your soul, you know, um, what's, what's the, you know, what is this going to cost you, you know? And, and I, I guess as far as being involved with demonstrations, you know, and, and holding holding up signs and, and being involved in is my question would be um, if you're if you're going to a demonstration, what are you demonstrating? Like, what's your countenance? Because if you're if you're screaming at the top of your lungs with a red face, how much Jesus loves, you know, people and and you're 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 coming across with hostility and, and anger. It's like it, it's as a believer, you have to become very aware and alert with discernment of if, are you becoming a part of the bitterness 
you know, that are you, because don't get me wrong. There are some things that we should be angry about, but it's, it can be a slippery slope and to not be, you know, to not have a bitterness kind of control, um, you know, the, the, That's anger, right. the anger that we might have, you know, cause there is, you know, cause there is that, that point and element, but, um, That's right. So what are some practical ways um, coming to our wrap up here Mm -hmm. that you think that um, we could sort of live out these truths every day for someone who doesn't feel like they're called into full-blown politics or anything like that. um, And maybe someone who for whatever reason doesn't feel like they can go full-time into the ministry or whatever. Um, can you give us a, your top three for, um, kind of rubber meets the road practical? Sure. Yeah. Um, there's, yeah, there's, there's three aspects or you can call them levels or whatever you want. There's three aspects under the umbrella of asking questions and listening. Um, you know, I think it's, especially if somebody is spewing out bitterness towards you, you might want to listen to what they have to say and grin and, you know, grin and bear it, you know, and ask, ask questions and and be listening. But level one is, is, is academia. Like if you're not, you know, called as, as a, as a, uh, like you said, to be in politics or or like a high, uh, like a higher type position in society. And you're just, you know, you're a, you're just an average, you know, garden variety, you know, so to speak, you know, citizen um, is in the realm of academia. I would say, listen, ask questions, learn all you can, Um, whether it be listening to podcasts or reading books or um, watching programs on YouTube, like get, be informed about things and and try to look at the, all the different aspects and sides of, of arguments that are being advanced um, know, know your stuff, obviously have the Bible be your number one book that you should be buried. You should have your nose buried in, but, um, but there's a, a lot of also other good Christian literature. There's also a lot of junk. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So discernment is, is, uh, you know, is needed in, in, you know, got to be careful about what you're exposing, you know, your, your mind to, but that's the first level is definitely, you, you know, you learn from level one and, and, uh, um, level two is, you know, arts and entertainment, you know, guaranteed that you, you know, the majority of people watch TV, listen to music and regardless, like if it's a TV show or a movie or the music that comes through your radio or your, your iPod, who has an iPod anymore, right? But, <laughs> um, you know, however you listen to music when you got your headphones in is all of those things are, have a message and a, a thing that they're advancing, a, te- a teaching that they're getting across. The, the, the contents of the song or the TV show or movie is telling you a story and are, they're sharing values and you know, and, and have the message to bring, like, like, for example, um, the, do you remember when, like the first Superman, like when it came out with Chris? Yeah. What was, what was his weakness? Well, it was kryptonite, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like, and that was it, like this dumb green glowing rock 
was his weakness. But other than that, he was like morally perfect, um, physically perfect. He was, you know, he was just like the perfect person, you know, with no weaknesses. And then um, jump, jump, jump over to 2017, I think it was, where the, the reboot happened and called Man of Steel. And do you, I don't know. If, did you ever see that movie? I did. Yeah. It's if you remember the beginning, Superman is on a boat in a fog and he's very jaded and disengaged from from people. And he's he's you know, he's kind of lost. You know, he's got the weight of the world bearing on him. He's very he seems to be like a very he's it's he seems he comes kind of across as a very um very affected by the world around him in a, in a negative way. And, you know, it's that kind of play. It, and so that movie was, te- it was telling you something, you know, it was telling you that, that this is the way the world works now these days. And it very much plays into the victim, the, the victim culture and narrative. And so it's even in the movies that, that we see. And, um, and so that's level two, you know, arts and entertainment is what is the message that's coming across? Um, you know, in the I mean, just add to that, maybe um, making sure you filter the message that you're that you're hearing through all sorts of entertainment, your TV, your music, you know, your podcast, your YouTube, whatever it is. Yeah, there's sure that. the message that you're hearing yourself is not one of destruction and contrary to God. Right. Yeah. And, and there's got to be a lot of discernment in that and, and to say, you know, and to look at things objectively and saying, OK, you know, what am I learning from this and what should I the, what should I block out and what should what what's worthy of being kept, you know. And but but the point is, is the, the reason why you look into those things and, you, you know, you're supposed to be of the world and not in it. But it's definitely to be a good idea to be informed about what's going on in the world around you. And a lot of that has to do with the arts and entertainment, which affects level three, which is basically kitchen table talk or a conversation, you know, with, with either another believer even, or a a non-believer is that, you know, you learn, you learn all you can. um, And you, you, you illustrate from level two, you, you, if you, if, because if you know if if other people have seen this movie and you've seen it, you can use an illustration from it or a song or or you can use it to open up avenues to talk about what the Bible has to say about that. Uh, like, for example, um, a few years back, I was talking with this young man that he, he I, you know, I mean, for all practical purposes, like he said he was a believer. So, I'm, you know, I'm not going to grill him and, and give him the the first degree or anything like that. <laughs> but secular music all but basically ruled his life like he was just all about secular music and he allowed it to influence him in a very negative way and uh and i and i said so i so i told him i said hey you know what there's some really good lyrics and i told him i said from the great philosopher mick jagger sings in in <laughs> sings, yeah good old mick um sings in one of his songs he says i see the girls walk by dressed in their summer clothes i have to turn my head until my darkness goes and so i i told him those lyrics and i said what do you think about that you know i was like what do you did can you just turn your head and then your darkness goes i mean even mick jagger had an idea about that but i asked him well what do you think about that 
you know, like what is what does the Bible have to say about that fact? You know, what kind of people right. are what kind of people are we? You know, what are how how am I supposed to take that message? And what does the Bible have to say about it? So that's that's just a real practical thing that you know that was an, exa- an example of you know the things that we can do to engage um, and be engaged with in a relative way with the gospel of the world around us. Um, and, you know, it's just, um, you know, it's, again, we have to, a lot of discernment is needed and, um, just be, just paying, paying attention to what the need is that, that, that's taking place, you know, and a lot, a lot of it involves, you know, listening and, and asking questions. Like for example, in first Peter three fifteen, where it says, set Christ apart in your heart, you know, and be ready to give an answer for the hope that you profess to people that ask and, and answer them with gentleness and respect. The part of that verse that's hard for us is because usually, you know, the context for them in first Peter, when it was written to them, they were being um, persecuted and people were asking them if they were believers because they were showing those traits of a Christian, of a believer and and how they were loving on each other. And people would ask them, are you a believer? And if they said yes, they would be killed. And so that's the reason why they were asking. So, but for us, we live in a different culture and, and chances are people aren't going to ask you what you believe. Like they're not going to ask you. That's the why Those are the two things you don't talk about, right? You know, religion, (laughs) religion, 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 you just don't talk about them. So, we have to be creative and find a way to around that because people are probably not going to ask us. So it's, it's completely fair to ask them what they believe, you know, and, and to kind of turn the table and, and uh, you know, you know, there's a lot more to be said about that, but, but that's the gist of it. So those are the three levels, you know, just learning from the things that you study and, and, and the information you take in illustrating from, from those things around you and, and just bleeding them into a conversation, you know, and planting seeds um, to with, you know, in, in people's minds um, and, and getting them to think in, to think in terms of, you know, what, what, what will eternity mean to them when it's all said and done and what will they have to answer for, you know? So. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to wrap us up here with a, a just a couple of remarks. I would just I think that you've done a great job um, trying to break down this very complicated subject for us. Yeah, well, and, thanks. Um, no, thanks just, for having. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a, it was a real pleasure. I, like I said, I was looking forward to a, to a long time, and and I hope that I hope that you know people can in, enjoy the you know some of the information that was being shared and and just uh you know it was a real it was a real honor so thank you for having me it's great oh no problem no problem yeah. well i i would just like to add one thing um and that is you know um our greatest commandment has been to love 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 to love those around us to love those that are in positions of authority above us to love the man living on the street, you know, the man or woman living on the street. And, um, kill him with with kindness. That's it. And I think that as long as we try to be sensitive to the voice of the Holy spirit, as we go about our day and, um, just be prepared to move on things that he tells us that 
things that he prompts us or urges us to do during the day, whether it's, you know, sharing with someone, whether it's being encouraging, whether it's going to lead someone, help someone out in a very practical manner. I think that um, now more than ever, we need to heed that voice and show people that there's not just two ways in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I Satan has a way of trying to make people think that it's either your way or the other way. It's either the right way or the wrong way. And I think that, that Christ has the third way that's always better than the other two. And his ways are higher than ours. And if we can just work in love, you know, I like to say at the end of these that, you know, if you're here and, and you're searching for something, you know, just remember that you are loved, that it doesn't matter where you're at, what you've done, what's happening in your life, or who's told you otherwise, you are loved. And the love of God is there for you anytime you want it. All you have to do is reach out. So thank you very much, John. And um, I look forward to doing this again sometime in the not too um, distant future. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. All right. Take care. All right. Bye.